by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Sit yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. Well, you would have thought that after 10 years, with 562 shows under my bullet belt, well, it will be the end of this hour, uh, this show would run smoothly, like a well-oiled machine, like clockwork. But by the messages and emails I received after last week's show that aired on Rock Radio UK, it seems this wasn't the case. As I speak to you, yeah, you, Rock Radio UK listeners, no streaming or downloading from Podbean, it doesn't really apply to you, a man up in some high-tech control room should have pressed a button or flicked a switch marked transmit and not play as he did last week. So what was broadcast live was the repeat of last week's show that was aired at some god-awful time Sunday morning with me being none the wiser. Said man has promised it will never happen again. So anyway, 10 years or last week's track record, anything to go by, 9 years, 11 months and 3 weeks later, you can tell I'm not bitter. Seriously though, when anyone celebrates a musical landmark, they always say something along the lines of, I didn't see it lasting more than five minutes. It's true. Go back to episode one, and I use the words, over the next few weeks, which obviously stretched a month, then years, and finally a decade. My philosophy, however, hasn't changed, even though I now use a proper microphone and not one of those cheap headphone mic combos that made me sound so unprofessional. Well, no need to amplify the fact. I, I still hope that I bring you... Music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. I, mean, I can't claim to be the only one out there doing this kind of thing. Obviously, the podfather is Michael Butler, without whom. Uh, Dave Renegade has his Dark Heart of Camden show every Wednesday on Hard Rock Hell Radio. And then there's the uh, Rock and Roll Manifesto on Real Punk Radio, brought to you by Greg Lonesome, a man after my own heart, as he's a record collector, music geek and craft beer lover. All he needs to be... Uh, it was a train spotter, laps or otherwise, and we could have been brothers. Talking of beer, I must apologise in advance if anything goes wrong over the next hour, because this time around, it will be my fault, as I've just got back from Beckenham Rugby Club's beer festival, so anything, quite literally, can happen or not in the next hour, depending. A band that uh, I've never heard on any kind of broadcast, including internet radio, even the ones just mentioned, although now I'm bracing myself to be told otherwise, apart from mine, uh, are the Hydramatics. Their debut album, Parts Unknown, that featured Scott Morgan on vocals, Tony Slug guitar, Thumping Theo bass, and Nicky Anderson on drums, was the studio album that the Sonics Rendezvous band should have released, and is all my all-time favourite record. And as you know, my library is quite extensive. The first track on the album is Earthy, 
and was also the first track I ever played on this podcast. And 18 years after its original release, it still sounds fantastic. of anniversaries the Ramones second album Leave Home celebrated its 40th anniversary in January and six months after the event it's being reissued along the same lines as the band's debut that was re-released last year original remixed bonus unreleased and of course live as you know I've been hedging my bets on where to order my one from. Direct from the US is a no-no. Lesson learned and all that. Amazon Prime did seem a safe bet at £42.08, including postage and packaging. However, the description was a bit ambiguous and detailed all at the same time. In the product information, the number of discs was four all of the CD variety. The track listing, on the other hand, told a different story. This one contained the original album remastered along with the 40th anniversary mix. Disc 2 had the uh, Sun Dragon rough mixes, a bubblegum mix, instrumentals, Forest Hill mix, Soda Machine mix, Sane mix, which I'm rapidly losing, Do-Wop mix and a Mama mix coupled with some B-sides. Disc 3, live at CVGB's. Disc 4, 40th anniversary mix of the first seven tracks but hang on wasn't that on disc one 
Disc five, disc five. I thought there was four CD set. The final seven tracks, 40th anniversary mix. Again, wasn't this on disc one? Does this actually mean disc four and five or side one and two of vinyl? So anyway, I went with the uh, Pledge Music version, which quite clearly is a three CD set with the album on vinyl. Admittedly, the postage took the price to just under 50 quid, but it's better to be safe than sorry. I saw walking down the street He jumped and he knocked it off the feet And then I knew It was the end of her was you're gonna kill that girl from leave home the original 1977 take remember me telling you that my 16 year old daughter had liberated some of my retired clothes namely my cj and the satellites 13 reckless love t-shirts and my wild hearts lonsdale style hoodie which has gone further allow me to elaborate so i'm mooching around the kitchen on the phone to squirrel when in comes my daughter wearing a Ramones t-shirt not a primer or next Ramones t-shirt but my 1995 Ramones tour one of course I'm aghast as Ramones are a band not a logo the squirrel did point out as she was still on the phone with me regaling what my eyes were seeing that one of the first words that my daughter spoke after dad and mum was Ramones yeah that was a proud day so I immediately quizzed her with the question, what's your favourite Ramones album then? 
Road to Ruin came out of reply. Good answer, but I think she uh, only read the name of the album and not off her own back listened to it. But I like to think that she did. Here's the biters and let it roll from the Future Ain't What It Used To Be album. If it is a beast that you gotta slay Well you gotta face it every day So I raise up my fist and throw them Until I can't keep going UK subs will not be releasing any more studio albums. EPs and singles, that's a different story. However, 
I received in the post a brand spanking new Charlie Harper solo 7-inch that I had ordered from Time and Matter Records. Stop Hobophobia, backed with Nightcrawler, is limited to 500 copies. Mine is 174 on blue vinyl. Joining Charlie on the A-side is Daryl Bath on guitar, with Pete Davis on drums and Phil McDermott on bass. On Nightcrawler, Daryl also handles bass duties. The record isn't a charity single, but on the insert, we are asked to consider these important charities working for the homeless Bernardos, Centrepoint, Crisis, and Shelter.
Daryl Bath, as well as lending a helping hand to Mr Harper, also played on the Vibrators latest album, Past, Present and Into the Future, with the band all set to the United States to promote said record. Starting at the MTLs in Riverdale, California, on the 7th of September, the band circumnavigates the country, ending up back in California at the Whiskey A Go-Go on the 22nd of October. For those of you who are unaware... Past, Present and Into the Future features, as the title suggests, former members, as in the V2 lineup, and then the current band members. A former member of the band, one Nigel Bennett, who also happens to be in the members and class of 76, has just rejoined the band, replacing Mr Bath. Epic Records, the vibrators home from uh, 76 to 78, has just issued a four-CD box set that includes the band's debut, Pure Mania, their second, V2, Live at the Marquee 1977, and Cold from John Peel and the Old Grey Whistle Test in session at the BBC. From their Peel session that aired on the 22nd of June 1977, this is Baby Baby.
Vibrators bassist Pete's other band, Time to Kill, are playing their first gig up at the Nambuka on the 23rd of August with Flash House also on the bill. You will certainly see me in attendance. Now, status quo have just released a new live album, Last Night's of the Electrics, the first not to feature Rick Parfit, and was supposed to be the bookend to their electric gigs with the band concentrating on acoustic shows. This doesn't seem to be the case anymore with European festivals booked for the remaining of this month and a swathe of August, with Australia figuring in October before Quo head back to Europe and the UK for November-December dates. With Rick sadly no longer with us, it has been pointed out that the Francis Rossi version of the band has the exact same number of original members as John Coughlin's Quo. I guess Francis has uh, the right to do what the hell he likes with the um, Quo brand. I mean, he has earned it, but... The live album lacks punch. The audience has been mixed, in my humble opinion, too low. Where's the roar of the crowd, the hustle and the bustle? Unfortunately, it sounds like it was recorded live in the studio.
quiet. There was cheering at the end. I know it wasn't, but it feels like it was added afterwards. Maybe it's down to modern technology, because uh, I feel the same can be levelled at the 40th anniversary tour, live in Margate, album from The Damned. This was recorded by Live Here Now and immediately available after the Margate gig. It was a CD being mixed on the fly, with the vinyl version coming out at a later date. Uh, I've already the Return to the 100 Club, both versions, one with the extra encore, one without, and the uh, Concert Live 35th anniversary live at the Roundhouse, where the band's debut and fourth album were played in their entirety, minus you know what, followed by a short best of. Um, having seen the band and recorded them myself twice already on the 40th tour, I didn't feel the urge to buy the Marquette gig. However, with people getting flustered by the lack of vinyl, Captain posted on social media that uh, now the band were back home the gig was going to be properly mixed with bonus tracks from the sound check and that this was probably going to be the last live album we were going to get from the current lineup so i forked out 9.99 for the download although musically perfectly mixed i prefer live at shepperton and newcastle i don't know listening to a live album i suppose it isn't the same thing as being there so this is for anybody who's busting and light their pipe up it's called Ignite.
to hear your blood is rushing to my head. No pleasure tonight lying in bed. I could care no man must ignite. I Yes, Captain, I was. Something that troubled me was a piece written by fellow former Croydonite Brett Cowwood. Admittedly, I only moved up 400 yards into the next borough where he moved to LA. To quote Captain Sensible from his Croydon single, Sod LA. Anyway, Brett, in his LA Weekly column, asked the virility of a band calling themselves The Dead Boys with a lineup featuring just Cheetah Chrome and Johnny Blitz. Now, as you know, these two were supposed to be playing over here at the Underworld next month, but weren't billed as the Dead Boys, although an internet search had the cancelled gig at the Underworld as Cheetah Chrome's Dead Boys, uh, with even more investigation showing that the gig Brett cited in the end was billed as Cheetah Chrome's Dead Boys, an overzealous promoter or just crosswise. I don't know, maybe if Jimmy Zero and Jeff Magnum were also in the band, yeah, calling themselves the Dead Boys might have carried a bit more weight. I mean, Brian James did the same for the Lords of the New Church by playing the, you know, a gig at the 100 Club 10 years ago uh, with only two original members, which um, didn't exactly sell out, even though it was actually a really good gig, which you can hear if you have a mind to on episode 16. Uh, the difference between Francis Rossi and Cheetah Chrome is arguably Cheetah hasn't earned the right to the Dead Boys name yet. I know the band reformed several times, in the 80s and uh, I can understand the remaining members reforming for one-off gigs but just Cheetah and Johnny doesn't make a dead boy in my book
Cheetah Chrome and Sonic Reducer from his Alive in Detroit CD. Saying all that though, the MC5 did reform without two key members in the shape and form of Fred, Sonic Smith and Rob Tyner, uh, which I tried to see live as many times as I could. But at least Wayne Kramer, Dennis Thompson and Michael Davis had the decency to add their initials to the front of the band name. Similarly, um, to what Handsome Dick Manitoba did when he revived the dictator's name in 2013 by adding NYC to differentiate between the you know, old and new lineup, and in the words of Handsome Dick himself, to show respect to former members. So I was surprised to read a couple of weeks ago this statement on the band's Facebook page. To all you people that are followers of the dictator's NYC, our name is now Manitoba. NYC. Please continue to like and follow the same exact band as we will be playing the same high energy rock and roll along with some new songs, some cover tunes and as always an amazing live show. Nothing, nothing, nothing is changing except the name. Apparently a former member is threatening legal action over the use of the word dictators, even after four years of US and European tours under that banner, releasing the excellent supply and demand single I guess the band hasn't got the money to fight it. The only winners would be lawyers. You know, let's not forget, Handsome Dick only in 2015 managed to crowdfund Manitoba's bar out of closing. This is the B-side to supply and demand. Good, 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 good
Manitoba NYC will be playing at the Camden Underworld on the 7th of November with four live tracks. Uh, I think it's time I spun a studio on a band that I've always thought was waiting for the lawyer to send them a cease and desist order were Marvel. Thank goodness for the umlau. Did you know, dot over an eye is called a tittle. Well, you do now. Anyway, Marvel are all set to release Good Luck Sandy, the first single from their seventh, that's right, seventh album, Marvel at the Sunshine Factory, which is being released on the Sign Records in October. Good Luck Sandy will grab you by the hand, lead you to a deserted beach and sit by your side as the sun sets where the ocean meets the sky. Guns, the reunited version that features Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis, will be releasing a brand new album called The Missing Piece through Frontier Records in October. Of course, a single has preceded it, which is called Speed and sounds a lot like this.
At the beginning of the year, Resistors released a reactionary single to coincide with Donald Trump's inauguration called This Can't End Well. The band are back with a slightly lighter message that was easy to record. Now the band singer has moved from New York to Florida. Make no mistake, though, the world is still doomed. Resistors have simply chosen to totally pretend that everything is cool, dudes. to midnight now more or less so it's time for me to once again thank you dear listener for choosing an hour out of your busy schedule to listen to what i have to say and indeed play another 10 years who knows Uh, but at the moment apart from family not having to work for a living music is still one of the things that gets me out of bed in the morning whether it's old or new or just downright weird until next week take it easy